Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, and echo can never be changed. So I call your name. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Signs of Life Radio's Medium Insight Hour, where we get to explore the mindsets of many accomplished spiritual mediums on many topics related to the study of consciousness, spirituality, and the afterlife. I am Roman Karpishka. As your host, I'm extremely honored and privileged to have these one-on-one conversations with very talented, gifted mediums. Today is no exception. Our guest medium is Bobby Allison. She's a certified medium with the Forever Family Foundation. And like her mother, grandmother, and three sisters, she was born with enhanced intuitive abilities. And she honed these abilities by practicing positive meditation and studying spirituality. She's been featured on radio, television, and is a, she's a natural teacher. In addition to her uh, mediumistic abilities, she has the unique ability to relay messages from master guides through automatic writing. She's also a remote viewer, enabling her consciousness to be transported to locations of missing items and people, and she's helped out with law enforcement and all that kind of stuff. She's shared her gifts with numerous charitable organizations as well. And uh, her website, by the way, is www.bobby, that's with an I at the end, bobbyallison2ls.com. Ladies and gentlemen, our show tonight, commercial free as always, no interruptions, sit back, put your feet up, curl up with a nice blanket, loved one, have a drink on us, and let us capture your imaginations for the next for the next hour or so. Oh yeah, um, it's only, the show tonight is conducted for research and informational purposes, so your questions, of course, are always welcome, but please keep in mind that Bobby's not going to be performing any readings tonight. So, um, what we've been doing for the last little while, many, many shows already, actually, is we've been taking questions that you, our valued Forever Family Foundation members and Signs of Life radio listeners, have been coming up with. It's been very successful, so we're going to keep that formula going for now. And as always, if you have any questions for our esteemed guests, please feel free to call in one 627 6008. So, Bobby, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. And how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Fantastic. Bobby, where do you reside? Where, where do you call home? I'm here, there, and everywhere. Right now, residing in Florida, moves from Colorado. Well, main, oh. the, main, the mainland is uh, New York. Okay. So, you weren't there during Ian, were you? Yes, we were. Oh, my God. That must have been quite awful. Yeah, for a lot of my friends, but luckily um, yeah, for us, we, we we were okay. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm Thank glad you. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm glad Bob's okay and his family's okay. Yes. You know, he he had a lot of devastating losses because of that, unfortunately. But, you know, Bob is a, uh, Bob's the builder, you know, Bob the builder. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) He will build it back up again. I have no whatsoever. Yeah, I had many tears shed for him and the family. It's just, it's horrible to, you know, have people that you know that close, that experience that type of um, devastation. Right, right, right. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Oh, let me, uh, let me start my chat over here. Um, I think I've got, oh, here we go. Chats. We've already got two people on the line waiting to ask you questions. Are you, are you up and ready for it? Sure. Okay. We're going to start with Patricia from Maryland on line two. Patricia from Maryland. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I I have a question. I have a question that is about mediumship in general, I I think. Um, We hear a lot about people who've had near-death experiences or um, mediums who have connected with the other side, and everything always sounds um, nice and rosy and everyone's happy. And Have you ever connected with anyone who has had a bad experience, something that is maybe um, equivalent to our concept of of hell and the devil. Mm. Good question. Well, do you want me to answer that? Are you going to go Roman? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm I'm not the expert here. You are. Okay. So, um, no, I could say no. I could say like, well, everybody has a different perception of hell. Number one. And unfortunately hell is where we are now. That's my take on it. And the heaven awaits. And I think that, there are some people that maybe read on that level, but my deal with my guides was I will not speak to anybody on that level ever. So I don't experience that. Although I did read two people in the recent past that had some mental illness and they had experienced their own type of um, hellish situations and going to those energies is definitely not something that I enjoyed, but I did it because I thought that I could possibly bring a little bit of healing to be the, to the type of connect them to a, like a different level, but not like anybody that's in a hell because there really is none. It's really whatever the perception is in mind. And you know what? That might be going to like a different um, kind of place where it, you, you can cross the line. It's either metaphysical or a religion and certain people believe different things and I would never judge anybody, but for my own belief, um, I don't believe that there is that place. I believe that we're living in those type of times now, if you will, because of there's so much of that stuff going on and there's so much evil out there. So reading people on a daily basis is hard enough because you're taking on their pain and their grief and all of that. So somebody might, view that as their own personal hell. So if you can understand it in that way, I hope that helps. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for your call, Patricia. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Great. Bye-bye. So we have also, we got uh, Tracy from Minnesota on line one with a question. Tracy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Hi, Tracy. I actually have Two questions, and I know that we're, you know, have very limited time, but I'd like to ask them, and then whichever one you prefer to answer um, 
Is that okay? Yes. yes. We have time for both. Go ahead. Okay. My first question is, um, when you experience a loved one that has um, passed, and while they were here transitioning from their physical body um, to the spirit world, um, they it was like an unconscious thing. And lately I see like there's these visions of constantly seeing this person's eyes open up. What does that mean? Is that like a sign or a symbol or like in your profession, has that, does that symbolize something or no? I think I got lost with the question. Now you're talking about being present as somebody's leaving their body and their eyes were closed. And now you have a vision of them wherever they are on the other side, if you will, and their eyes are open. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying they're like their situation that was here on earth, their eyes never opened as they were unconscious the whole time. But now it's like all of a sudden I see visions of their eyes constantly opening in the same position I was when they passed. So for right. example, that's telling you that been- that's telling let me let me just answer that quick while your guides gave me the information. Um, what happens is when they're unconscious in the physical, once you transition, you go to energy, there is no physical that keeps the eyes, you know, in quotes closed because there is no eyes. It's all energy and love and just being. So it's the static, it's the noise, it's all there is. So it's all love and there is nothing to keep those eyes open or closed. It's just always open. So what I think that symbolizes to you is as the the body left, as the soul left the body, it's free. The, the, it's now open. The eyes can see all. So in the body, the eyes will close for however time, the whole life, you no, know, well, the, the the whole life, the short life, whatever it was, but now they can see clearly. Okay, that makes sense. Do you understand that, or do next... you want to ask me? Yeah. No, I I understand that. Um, I mean. I think if I think about it and let it resonate, resonate and percolate. next. How about like this? I keep seeing this to tell you this. Yeah. So listen to this. If, if, if somebody is in a body that's not conscious, like that it has in a coma or maybe has some type of mental illness or they, they are not able to communicate and their eyes are closed or what have you. It's almost like the chains that bind you. It binds the body, it binds the eyes, it doesn't let the consciousness live, but maybe that was just their experience. But once they leave that physical body, there is nothing to hold them back. It's now they've gone from playing this particular role over to the other side. I mean, I don't know what people call it, but you can call it whatever you want. The other side, heaven, you know, over there, up there. But what happens is then they are able to now come and visit family members and what have you and see everything. So it's, they see it all. So I think when you're thinking, it's like your fear of, are they able to see, do they know where they're going? Are they able to enjoy, you know, what they couldn't see before? And I think the answer to that is yes. So when spirit comes to me, they're bright eyed, bushy tailed, golden. A lot of them go back to a certain age. They talk, they run, they they do everything that they couldn't do to let you know that they're running through the fields or absorbing the sun or seeing the beauty of whatever they want, whatever they choose to see. Okay. Thank you for 
the explanation and clarification on that. What's your second question? My second question is having to do with raising vibrations to, you know, raising your, your vibrations and height, working on meditating and hiding your, or heightening your senses to reach your loved ones, um, in spirit. And I feel like maybe there's something that I haven't learned yet, or maybe I haven't read something that, Mm -hmm. um, on how to properly do this, what would you tell somebody on how to, um, to do this? Okay. So if you're following all the tools that everybody does and you feel like you're stuck or you're not raising your vibration, I don't know what would make you think that, but if you're, as long as you're practicing that, I can give you a couple more tools that'll help you because what happens is you can meditate. There's all different types of meditation, which a lot of people do not know. There's walking meditation. There's um, guided meditation. There's all sorts of different ones. Quiet your mind meditation. Ones you sit out in the sun. Ones you sit in a dark room. There's so many different ones. So you could practice all of them. But the the thing that I find with a lot of my clients when I do my sessions, a lot of people are holding on to fear, pain, um, things that they were told to believe as children. It's been generational as well. So what I tell people, you have to sit down at a table, light a white candle. You want to get a pen, a paper to purge your pain, to find peace. When you do that, then there's nothing that can tether you down to whatever level that you're on. So you're trying to ascend. You're trying to move up. And the only way that you could do that is to lighten your load. A lot of people gone through so many different traumatic events in life, and they think that they own that emotion. And we tend to hold on to that. And then that causes dis-ease later on in life. And it doesn't allow us to um, to go up in the frequency and the vibration because it's bogging us down. It's holding us down. So when you release everything, you have forgiveness not only for yourself, for the others, that for the, whatever they've been through or whatever they've caused you to go through with them. Sometimes people lean on us. Sometimes people make us like, you know, they're rock, but you know, they keep us like sort of like on a certain level because we have to be there and be ready for them. But you have to really rise above that. Look in the mirror every day. Say, I love you to yourself. Once you have that love vibration and that frequency, then that can come towards you. You have to do the IMs. There's a whole process of things that will cleanse your body and your soul. Some people go to the beach, they put their feet in the salt water, what helps them to cleanse. So cleansing is a really big part of ascension. It's letting go. It's believing in yourself, self-love, self-care. And that's how you do it along with the meditation. Because what you're doing is you're feeding your soul. Just as you feed your body food to survive, your soul needs the soul food. And that is the meditation and the releasing of the toxins and all the things that you've been told to believe. But if you go with your gut, that's that's the best ticket. So Bobby, you said pen and paper. Is that to do automatic writing? No, you're, you're writing, you're, you're purging. I'm sorry, I didn't finish that. You're purging all the pain of all the traumatic events. So you can write letters to those people. You could just write like a, in a journal, all your feelings about the different situations that you've been in from the time you were a child. Once you start to purge that to the paper, you become lighter. You may remember things that you've went through as a child that you had not remembered, you know, right now you might go, Oh my goodness. I, I totally forgot about that. Or I, or I, you know, I forgot about this or that. And people tend to kind of like forget things because it's too painful. And then they put the pain and they tuck it away. They forget about it. And then it becomes rotten. 
like, you know, when you come home from the grocery store and you put the fruit on the table and it's all night, nice and bright. And then a day goes by two days, you forget to eat it. You come back and one of the peaches are moldy. And then you go, Oh, I got to clean that out. You go back again the next day. And then there's three more peaches that are gone because it, it it's infectious. It, it spreads. So right. we have to get that out of us. We have to take those toxic, toxic situations. We have to weed our spiritual garden. We have to get people to kind of like get away from us. The ones that pull us down or keep us tethered to a certain uh, dimension. And you want to keep raising your vibration through all those things. It's really like a whole healing for yourself. Just worry about you, get, get through it, get the pen, the paper. If you want to write letters to each of those people that have ever hurt you or caused you pain or said anything about you, it could be the littlest thing to the biggest thing. And then you could burn them, bury it, shred it. Just don't go back and read it. You don't have to write the letter. Some people choose to write in a letter form because it's easier for them to push all the anger and the pain to that one person and they go down the line. And there is really great meditations to heal the inner child, which also is another one that keeps us tethered down because we're kind of separate. We separate ourselves from that inner child. And when we do the meditation, we forget that we need to nurture that child. So there's a great meditation if anybody's interested, and in, I can always, you know, get my um, office manager to email it to you. I could say it quickly on here if we had time. I don't know. You tell me, Roman. But well, we, um, got a, we got another caller. But uh, yeah, okay. Absolutely. Do you want me to go through it really quick? It's about a minute long. So what you do is you picture yourself and your inner child on a little bridge with a creek of water underneath it, and you let your inner child take you to where she's been hiding or he's been hiding, and he takes you on a tour of all the things that have hurt him cause them pain and tears and to be sort of like stunted in growth. And then you hug that inner child, you embrace them, you kiss them on the forehead and you say, nobody could ever hurt you again. I love you and I will protect you always. Then you take your inner child by the hand and you take them over the bridge to their side. I mean, to your side, and then you become one. But knowing that you are, you are that inner child, but they'll always be in you but now you're the protector. So no one can ever hurt you or say anything mean, nasty, toxic, or any of those things that you went through. I mean, some people had horrific things and some people had just sadness and some people had like, you know, light stuff, but it doesn't matter because each person has a different perception again, as I said, in life. And we need to process that in order to ascend. So there's really great, you know, uh, things that you can do with that. It's really just about consciousness and how we want to open different doors to get to that higher place to make us feel better. Thank you Crazy. so much. Thank you guys. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, you're you welcome. Such a good night. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Have a great night. Have a good night. So we have a, uh, another caller. We have Julian from New Hampshire on line two. Julian, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Bonnie. Is, um, is, it, but, is, it, is it Julian? Is that right? Or Jillian? Julian. Oh, oh, Julianne. Okay, great. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, the question I had, um, which might um, I might have many different answers, I don't know, but when um, children, especially like young children, are suddenly, um, you know, passing, has it been your experience that um, that these types of passings, or it could be for anybody, but 
specifically my questions on children, um, that these are set exit points, like these are kind of that's that was their maximum time on this earth and that, you know, how you had said earlier, like this earth is actually like our the idea of hell here as the other side is is not. Um are there le- has it been your experience that what you've learned of of the ones left behind that there's lessons to learn or things that need to be fulfilled? Okay, so I've read a lot of people through the years. I've been doing this since, you know, the late 90s. And there's been so many people that I've read that have lost children and and spouses and so on. But the children, I find, that come through, there's always something different and special about that soul. Where the mother and the father usually say, you know, I always felt there was something different. I mean, there's some that, that don't. But I feel like, yes, there is exit points. I feel like those are the highest souls. They told me that on the other side, and they only came here to teach very big lessons um, that they, for their parents and then for everyone else that either worked with them, on them, around them, and that, that they have, some of them even stay a little longer, like there are children that come in and they experience it for the, com- excuse me, for the soul family, and they have a karmic, karmic debt to, to burn off or somebody that they're experiencing it for. So it, it goes into detail, which I don't really know if I can get into it now because it goes, there's so many levels mm-hmm. of our soul and we have fractal selves. We have all these different pieces of who we are and we all experience it together. But then the children tell me they come in to experience for the soul family. So it's the experience that the soul family will have once the child either comes in and maybe comes in with an illness or maybe not, but just exited, exits through a trauma or through, through some type of sickness or illness, I should say. Mm-hmm. And they have different and unique, I guess, soul abilities, they tell me. Like, they always show me, like, themselves on a very high level. And I'd be like, but why did you leave? Like, why did you? Because they always ask me, the parents would be like, but why? I want to know why. And right. then they always give them the example of this, that, or the other thing. Each person's different, of course. But the children, yes, they come in with, like, an agenda, especially when they leave very young. Well, sometimes they come in, and I mean, I don't know if I could say this on air, but I'm going to say it lightly. So if there is like a miscarriage or elective termination or like a stillborn, they are only really just came in to experience that because they knew that that family was going to choose that or that mother was going to choose that. So that's all they wanted to come in for. They knew that wasn't going to be like a whole lifetime. But to them, that's what they only need to experience. Maybe they've been in life for many times. But children, yeah, they always mm-hmm. are the highest, most beautiful, beautiful souls. And when I read them, they just, oh my, I can't even tell you the vibration that they're on are just so lovely and beautiful. And usually the parents know it. They go something in their eyes or they touch so many people, either in the hospital or the school or what have you. So... Yes, I would say the answer is yes, in in no uncertain terms. Thank you. That 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 answers that question. I appreciate it. No problem. Do you have another question? Um, yeah, I guess it. One more to piggyback off that. When souls, I guess, suddenly leave when they're young, and as I've heard this, I don't know if this has been your experience as well, that they oftentimes can choose to come back in, like if um, for reincarnation, if it's whether it's that those same parents or somebody very close to those same parents. And I don't know if that's also been something that you've seen of like, they, they leave, but they come back in very quickly at times. 
Well, I think that I've never experienced that because I think we're all on our last time here. That's just what they tell me. But not saying that's not true. But what happens is, in my experience, if I can't, if the, if the child or the young child or the baby, whatever, doesn't come through, that means that they either didn't come to the reading or they might have incarnated again. But usually mm-hmm. it's they wait till a group of 100 goes back and then they all play different roles and they come back in. So I've never mm-hmm. experienced somebody telling me, like my guides didn't say, well, this one's not here because they came back in. I think maybe once in all the years I've been doing this. So I can't say that's true for my experience now. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. I hope that helps. It did help. Thank, thank you. you Julianne. You're welcome. Have a great night. Well, that was pretty interesting. And yeah. Uh, especially that last point. I mean, you know, I, as, as you might, <clears throat> you probably um, are aware that uh, I lost a five-year-old. Um, oh, no, I wasn't aware. I am so sorry. Yeah, back in 2009. So we're no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so what you were describing just brought me to tears completely. Oh, well, then you were supposed to hear that. I guess so. I guess wow. so. Wow. Well, if anything you want to ask me, you certainly can. Maybe well, it'll help I mean, you more. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, sort of, a, you know, we're not supposed to be doing any readings or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I really miss my son. But I'm so anyways, sorry. well, it's okay. It's, you know, time, uh, the waves of grief, uh, they get further apart and they get smaller. You know what I mean? With time. Yes. But they're, they'll, they'll never go away. You know, no, of course not. Because you've got to keep that memory alive. It's not like, you know, people <clears> that lost <throat> children, you don't, you don't just say, oh, well, I'm, I got over it. It's not really getting over it. It's just coming to peace with that situation and, you know, of the, of the loss of the child and knowing that they're right near you energetically and, you know, asking for signs and specific ones at that. And I think that's a lot of what they'd say too, is ask me for a sign, something that you want me to show you rather than looking for the things that you think they're supposed to send you. It could be anything. And then they'll still, they'll do that for you because spirit is, you know, I say spirit rocks all the time because they're just amazing and they want you to know that they're there and they want you to know that life goes on and, you know, they're out there and we'll all be together again. And that's really what I think we all hold on to is like, you know, does any of us really? Does any of us really know a hundred percent what goes on once we leave the bot? No, but we can only know by this evidence from them speaking to us. Like, what is? Why is it? I walk out of reading sometimes, or I get off the phone with people. I read all around the world, and sometimes I'm like, "How did that just happen? How?" Right. Like sometimes it boggles my brain. I'm like, "How did I speak to somebody in Alaska? I've read Nigeria." Italy. I mean, I can't even all over and to, to the language barrier, number one, and Mm -hmm. then to, to make somebody or heal somebody's spirit comes through me to give me messages for someone around the world. And they say the specific things. It just, sometimes I just sit here afterwards and I go, thank you. (laughs) That just helped to heal someone's heart, their soul, like to say things that nobody else would know. And right. just that whole thing. And it's just the coolest thing. And I think that spirit is so powerful. And I believe that, like that saying says, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, not yep. the other way around. So spirit rules, they rock, and they're the greatest. Absolutely. That's, that's 
really, really good words there. Um, and, and I'm going to definitely share these, uh, your words of wisdom with uh, a, a close friend of mine whose father passed away like two days ago. Uh, so he's kind of in grief. He's, he's uh, the drummer in my band, actually. He's an incredible drummer and a wonderful yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they're fine. I know. I just lost my second mother two days ago, and you know, I know she's okay. As much as it hurts, because you you tend to pick up emotions from you know other people. So it's like my best friend since we're twelve, and you know, it's really a big part of their family, and it's just it's devastating. But I was able to you know kind of get through it a little easier because I know that she's at peace, and you don't want somebody to suffer, even though it's you know, quick two months and it's unexpected and such, but you know, in your heart, if everybody just opens up their heart and just listens to their soul and their mindset and let's, let spirit just seep in and listen to your heart, you will understand that they're okay and that they're there and they're, they're just so filled with golden light and just love. And I've experienced the other side, mind you, I had a near death like experience. If you remember, um, Robin, she used to volunteer for the Forever Family, God rest her soul. She's passed since then, but she had near-death experiences, and we were chatting one day, and I got her a speaking event with a friend of mine, and she came on, and she was talking about how they just started to say people had near-death-like experiences. So I experienced that back in, I think it was like 98, 97, and I didn't know that that was even a thing. I experienced the other side where I was having healing done and I felt like wings came down and lifted my soul out of my body, so to speak. But when I was in this other place, I don't really know what to call it. I didn't see like a bunch of people. There wasn't a bright white light. It was like a bluish, dusky blue, like gray. And I didn't see anybody, but I knew consciously that I was in the most beautiful, blissful love that you could ever, ever, you can't even imagine, there's no words. And this, this, this being or this energy was, was comforting me and telling me all these different things. I don't even know really what it was so fast. Mm. And I heard another voice tell me it's time to go back. I'm like, go back where? Mind you, I didn't know that I was Bobby. I didn't know how to daughter. I didn't know where I was at that time. I didn't know anything about anything physical. So when they told me I had to go, I was really not understanding what this voice was telling me. So then I was like, back where? And then all of a sudden I heard the healer go, okay, come back to the room. When I went and started becoming conscious in the body, I, my, I, was, I was belly crying, like that severe crying. She says, you know, you've been crying for 45 minutes like this nonstop. Wow. So there was so much grief and so much pain of my life and the things I've experienced my whole life. And it was all coming out. But I think to protect me, the angels, God, whomever came and took me out and put me in this holding space, if you will. And I couldn't talk for a week. I was whispering. I experienced so much joy and love. I said, oh my goodness, I'll never be afraid to die. Never. Because we don't die. The transition. Yeah, we don't die. We are so much more alive Mm -hmm. there than we are here. This is to them. This is death being trapped. No, no joke. And I don't mean any disrespect to anybody that lost loved ones because I have myself, but this is not who we are. 
We are vast. We are huge. We are so deep. We are soulful. We are love. We are magnificence. We are omni. It is so beautiful, the feeling that you just can't describe it. Wow, Bobby. Those are amazing words. So, hey, we've got another caller. You ready? Sure. Yeah. We got Jackie from Ohio on line one with some questions. Jackie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Jackie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. And yourself? Um, I have my days. Aw. What can we talk to you about? Um, well, I have a question, actually. Um, I am a foundation member. I, uh, my daughter and I came to uh, the retreat in January, and it was, um, as people say, it was life-changing for us. And um, for my daughter, um, we came with no expectations, and we came away with more than we could ever put into words. But my daughter said a couple months later, had we not gone and had that experience, she didn't know how much longer she could have stayed here. So if that's not um, if that's not proof that going to uh, a foundation retreat is well worth it, I don't know. I don't know what is. Um, this question kind of comes from her. Um, you know, I listen to the radio show every week, and I, I've heard, you know, people talk about once you transition, you go through a life review and you go through atonement. And I, I'd like for someone to explain to me what that, atonement mean is that means is that atonement with the people that are still left here is that atonement with the people that are there who is the atonement with okay so i know about the room of reflection is what i call it they go and they have your life review and you judge yourself and so on i've never heard ever in all my years of any atonement i'm not saying it's not possible or true but my guides don't talk about that. I know once you're there, because I've experienced it, you put yourself on a level of what you think your lessons were, how you treated people in the last life that you were in, and then you have a life review, but you also have cell memory in the body, which is like gathering all the lifetimes together and deciding whether you want to come back again and starting that plan, seeing when you're going to do it. You're going to wait for that soul family to come back. Atonement, I have never heard of that. I'll look into it, but not, I don't, I don't know. I've never heard of that, but I think that would just be another word for maybe after the life review gathering the, the energy, maybe deciding what level they want to stay on. And I think it would be nothing to do with the living. I think it would have everything to do with where they are home and what level they want to put themselves on. That's what it sounds like to me. But if there's another medium that can explain that to you better, maybe they can you can contact them or you can e- they can email uh, from a family. They can get you the email since you're a member. I don't really know. I apologize. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I did actually hear that on the show from um, yeah. one of the mediums that was on the show. And I hadn't heard that before either. That's why I was, I was a little No, I've never heard of that. As was, as was interesting. Do you remember who it was? Okay. I can ask. I don't remember if it was last week or the week before. Oh, I don't even I don't know remember. I know that you. I know you can. I know you can go to the to the foundation website and look for archive um, um, shows. I I I believe that is the case, and maybe I. Can I mean, do I would definitely. Way, I would like to know what that means because I mean, some you know, we all don't get 
the same information all the time. And maybe somebody would describe Mm -hmm. it as something different than somebody else would. That makes total sense. But Mm -hmm. I would like to know that Mm -hmm. too, because then I can, if I know it, maybe I can teach that too. And maybe ask my guides like, well, does this mean, you know, it's just picking the level they're on. Maybe it's like where their vibrational frequency is. Because I know there's different levels on the other side. I know Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. They don't talk too much about that. But I think that's what it is. That sounds right. But I don't think that's something that... I mean, I mean, don't, I wouldn't rack your brains on that. Like to say the thing that really hits me the most with your energy is really just focusing on the life review and how, you know, you got to purge everything. The more you purge and the higher you go on it, when you're in the physical body is really what matters because it's almost like taking an award with you when you go to the other side going, look, I got through everything. Look how good I did. It's almost like praising yourself for getting through and doing the ascension work and getting through to that, you know, that magnificence and being in that light of, you know, like I talked about before the omnipresence and just being like, wow, this is wonderful. And knowing that you're mm-hmm. part of that, you know, and that part is in you now. So that's what you really have to take advantage of is that I can go through ascension right here, right now. And when I get there, then that's forever. So, you know, you could go slow boat, <laughs> you know, that with that, that's what they tell me. We could go slow. We could go the fast track. And I'm like, what does that mean? So they all, you know, what different readings will tell you your guides or their guides. Well, that particular spirit will tell you different things. Right. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, it was something I had not heard before either. I thought "Hmm, that's curious. And I just kind of wanted a little bit deeper explanation of that. What I would do is I would go back to the archives, like you said, and I would see which person was on that time. And maybe you can shoot them an email and just ask them to maybe describe what that means. That's all. I'm sure they wouldn't mind. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I would be uh, definitely interested in doing that because it's just something I hadn't heard before. And I I do read a lot of books that a lot of the mediums write, and <clears throat> I've read Bob Ginsburg's book, which was great, and. Um, I've read, I think all of John Holland's books and now I'm on, now I'm reading George Anderson's books and, and they're all very yes, helpful yeah. and very inspiring and, um, you know, really educational too. Wonderful. Roman, have you heard of the atonement? Um, n- not really. Uh, like to me, atonement is, you know, you got to do something to, 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 pay for your sins you know that that's oh uh, that might be like a religious thing yeah i don't i don't yeah, know that's yeah i mean that that's that's what i get out of it and you know i was while you were, guys were conversing about that i mean i remember the first time i went to confession i think i was maybe oh right before first communion because i was raised catholic and uh, it was around i think it was around seven years old and you know when you're a kid seven years old and people tell you something i mean for an adult tells you something you kind of you really take it to heart, you know? So I really mm-hmm. got into that confession thing. And I remember after confessing all my sins to the priest, getting up from that pew and I felt as light as a feather. I was walking. It was like I was floating back to my, to my seat. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at that point I was totally, you know, immersed in it. And yeah, this is fact. And this is exactly, you know, and, and uh, belief has a lot to do with it. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe that is it. Maybe it's more of a religious thing for that particular medium. It could be, but I would say go back to the archives. I think that's the best bet. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the shows are all archived. There, you can get every single one of them. Okay. Uh, produ- okay. Produ- well, thank you. I I appreciate I your help helps. and your. Yeah, it did, and um, I enjoy listening to the to the show every week. It's it's very helpful for those of us who are um, going through the grief experience. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope that things get better for you, and and you know you have um, better days ahead. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for your call, Jackie. Take care. Thanks for calling. Yep. Have a good Bye-bye. evening. You too. Bye. So, <clears throat> uh, Bobby, I see from your your website you um, you were featured in uh, Laura Lynn Jackson's book, the the light between yes. us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm actually in both her books, actually, and Gina's book as well. And oh. like a lot of other books, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people like to write about me. So I'm so, I'm so honored to be in the books, but we, um, yeah, we've been friends for many years since we met at actually Forever Family on the pilot when they started two certified me- mediums and we all clicked me, her and a couple of the other girls. And, um, when you know, we went through the years and doing all the events and stuff together and we all stayed friendly. We were really friends. We always got together and had lunches and such. And I would always ask Laura to come on stage with me. Come on, you got to get going. But she didn't want to kind of transition from the teacher to the medium. She was you know, going through her struggles. I think she wrote in the book. And so we used to get together and she would come to my house. I would go to hers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So when she was, she put my address in to come visit my new place and she called me like screaming, Oh my God. She's like, I ended up on angel way. She's like, it's such a sign. It took her totally a different way. It was nowhere near my house. So I had to tell her where to get back on the parkway, blah, blah, blah. So she put that, that in the book. And then the second book was when her father was transitioning to the other side, it was like this whole string of events. I was on the phone. And I happened to call when he was like getting ready to, I guess, pass. And he was whispering things to them and they didn't understand. But then when he started talking to me, so I started talk, texting with Laura and he was telling me all these things that they had just asked him. So he was answering their questions through me and he was giving all these signs and pictures and, and, and like in my mind to give them. And it was like this whole cool conversation. And she wrote about it. In the signs book, but she didn't go into detail, but it was so amazing. I was like, oh my God, God, this is, this is crazy. It was so cool. But this happens a lot with me. Right. I happen, I, I just have this thing. I happen to call when somebody either just is passing or just passed or somebody just got home or they just walked in the door. I just got done. Like it's the timing thing, even though there is no time on the other side. I just have this thing. I guess it's from my guides. It's like impeccable. They just know, okay, call or think about somebody I haven't thought about in a while and call and go, something's got, something's up, what's up? And they're like, I was just thinking about you or, you know, uh, or, uh, you know, this thing just happened and they just need to get through something. So it's like all these things. And then every time it happened with Laura or one of the girls, it was like, oh my God, you're so witchy, kidding around like a white witch, or you're so psychic or you're so this or it was just all these things happened. So she put me in her book and then what, what Gina put me in her book when she lost her son. And um, there was so many different things going on. He was talking to me before he was leaving. I was giving them information. Now he talks to me all the yeah. time for them and gives me, shows me pictures to send them. Like it's, 
it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy. Spirit is so, so excited to be able to get right. somebody to listen, right? To pass the messages to their loved ones. And they use me mm-hmm. so much. And I love it because I wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't, I would not stop spirit and say, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to talk to you right now. I don't do that. Did you know I that I, I got a reading from you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Say it again. Did you know that I actually had a reading from you? That You, you gave did? Me? I did. Absolutely. I didn't know. It was uh, during, you were the medium at my table during a night of medium. It was an event put on by the Fe- Forever Family Foundation. Really? Probably about 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. About 15 years ago. Maybe, uh, maybe about 10 years ago. Yeah. About 10 years wow. ago. Long Island. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, Crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. And I don't know if you went to Bob and Frank Ginsburg's place after, but uh, there was a bunch of mediums that went there after. And we had quite the party. It was, it was so much fun just sitting around and just laughing all night. It was great. It was just- you know, I missed a lot of them because maybe I had to do readings in the morning and it was late right. and I was tired. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of times, I did, but I went to like, you know, the once a year parties and things like that. But the cheers, um, the cheers and tears or whatever. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, we had fun at those two, but you know, I, I miss a lot of them because of work or what have you. We, I always read in the morning, so I was always like, oh, I'm exhausted. I gotta go home. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So hey, we've got another caller. Um, right. We have a Barbara from PA on line two with a question. Right. Barbara from Pennsylvania, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Thank you. Hi, Barbara. Hi, how are you? It's good I'm to good. talk with you. Um, you I have a question. I lost my husband two years ago, and I'm I sorry. still miss him 24 hours a day. When I pass, will we be together for sure? Absolutely, and I could say that absolutely because my guides tell me constantly, that your soul family will always be waiting for you on the other side. When I pass, oh, you got your radio on. <laughs> Somebody's got their radio on. Yeah, I think she does. Yeah. Barbara, if you could turn off your uh, speakers uh, while you're on the phone. Yeah, just creating an echo. Barbara, are you there? Barbara? Maybe she went to turn down her radio. Oh, right. Oh, you know what? Uh, we had we had to mute her because of that, because of because of the interference. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Because of interference. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, definitely elaborate on her question because that's sure. A really, that's yes. A really- um, people will always meet with your loved ones on the other side. I mean, unless of course they have reincarnated, as we talked about earlier, which a lot of them I was told that they do not because they wait for bands of 100 of us and we all think like 100 people I don't have 100 people in my family well it's not just your family it's whoever you you know played those roles with in this lifetime so it's like a band of the family or two families or generational and then they kind of congregate and decide if they're coming back that's how they show it to me so I would say definitely yes and I hear this a lot when spouses lose one another and they just want to know if they're going to be with them again and I say yes and there is also a way when you get through a certain part of healing, 
you can also look forward for them to come and embrace you in the alpha when you're in alpha state, when you're trying to go to just falling to sleep or just waking up. Sometimes there are vulnerable moments where you let your conscious just be open and they may be able to come and visit you soul to soul, but it's really for a short time. It's a visit. So it's called a visit and it'll feel like it happened every day yesterday. It will not be something that dissipates as dreams do. So let's hope that you can ask him for something like that and hopefully he'll oblige. Yeah, there's that really um, awesome moment between consciousness and, and falling asleep where if, if you can time it properly, and I've done it twice in my life, um, your body falls asleep, but your mind doesn't. Okay. And well, the when, subconscious never sleeps. Yeah. But this is, this is, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of OBEs, out of body experiences and that kind of stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is done when your consciousness, uh, when your body falls asleep, but your mind doesn't. And like you said, your, your unconsciousness never falls asleep. Uh, and if, if you can tap into it and, and grab that moment, um, you can really do a lot. You can communicate and you can do a lot with spirit at that point. Yeah. There's, there's so many different cool things that you yeah. learn, like reading books or talking to other mediums or, mm-hmm. you know, just being in the metaphysical world. But one that was really cool is I used to think about this quite often and then it just kind of got validated for me the other day. And it's a little crazy, but tell me what you think. So some people say, you know, the, mo- the subconscious mind never sleeps, right? So what if when we physically fall asleep, we're living actually another life? That's the real life, the spiritual life. And we just jump back in and we have this experience because everything is supposed to be an illusion. Everything is supposed to be these experiences that we have, but they're always like, what, 12 hours a day because we got to sleep and Mm -hmm. all that. So that's like cool to think about because that's the way we can overcome health issues and all these crazy thoughts where people get stuck in the mind. If you think of it as just energy and we're experiencing this for a couple of hours in the time frame of that 24 hours and we go when we live our real lives and we just, this is the experience. So when I saw this, somebody wrote this not too long ago on one of those Instagram things. And I was like, Oh my goodness. That's like, makes me think of like the total recall mask. And I'm like, there's a little cuckoo, but it yeah. could be. and then that song that heart wrote these dreams, you know, how she's walking through the fall, yeah. like all those things. I'm like, I used to believe that when, I was younger. I'm like, there's got to be something more to this. Like this, this is the dreams are too nutsy, crazy. But then, you know, when you feel like your body jolts and then they say, well, that's your soul coming back into your body. Yep. Well, where are we going? We're astral traveling. Where are we going? Who we, you know, I would have vivid conversations with people that I don't even know. Like, and it's like, but mm-hmm. I know I love them. And I'm like, these are, this is not spirit. This is like another life. Well, you know, I mean, quantum physics, for example. Yeah, quantum. Yeah, we got to talk about that. That, you know, consciousness dictates reality, not the other way around. You know, the double slit experiment is, you know, it's the foundation of of, of uh, quantum physics. And basically, uh, if you extrapolate on that, you know, you've, you've heard the the saying: if a tree falls in the forest and there's nobody there to see it fall, does it make a sound? The answer is no, it doesn't, because there's no one to observe it. Nothing happened unless there's 
somebody to observe that something happened, you know, and they've tried fooling this with tests and using time delay analysis and all that, and they can't fool it. Uh, quantum physics is quantum physics. Oh, wait a second. You're talking about that test where they have the camera on it and the energy goes through the brick wall, but when they know, th- and when they're not watching, it goes yeah, it's through the brick wall. A, oh, it goes around yeah. it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's called a double slit experiment, and what it is. Oh, my I- friend made me watch that. I was like, I don't understand it, but then I finally got it. Yeah, it's basically a light particle can be a particle or a wave. Uh, a wave is a potential. Uh, when it's not observed, uh, uh, the smallest thing of light is a wave because it's not being observed so it has a potential to turn into a particle when it does uh, you get a refraction pattern on the second screen Uh, but if nobody's there to observe it then uh, it's a wave pattern on the second screen Um, and and they cannot beat it they cannot fool it they cannot it, it works every single time and it's been proven. And that's, you know, that was the birth of quantum physics that basically conscious. But wait a second. My question was to him was the same what to you is how does it know? Is it affected? Is that particular energy affected? Like if someone's watching it, let's say, because of that person's energy is affecting yes. that particular, what did you say it was? Um, well, uh, observation. It's Observation, it, yeah. Yeah, the observation collapses the potential into reality. That's that's, that's what quantum physics does. It's yeah. so deep, but yet so it's not. Crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> Bobby, I, I'm going to go back and watch that again. <laughs> yeah, anybody uh, that's listening, just there's a little cartoon on YouTube that you can actually, you know, uh, double just YouTube double slit experiment. Yeah, I've watched it. It's good. That, yeah, that look for the thing that that looks like a cartoon, uh, and it, it really does an amazing job of explaining it. So yeah, I I highly recommend that. Because it it tells you that consciousness is numero uno. It really is, you know, like spirit consciousness. It's all you know. It's it's thought. Meant- I think that's why I'm a great manifester. I've always been, and I only say that because other people have told me. But it's it's like, well, wait a second. I always thought as a little girl, like I could be I dream a genie because not the looks, of course, but that magic can happen because why why can't it? If yeah. it if it, it exists, if somebody can think it and write it into yep. a show, then it can be it exists, it exists already. Can't talk. Yeah. And I was like always like magical. And then as I got older, I was like, wait a second, magical equals manifesting. So why not bring to myself? We are yeah. all the magnet. We're a magnet. So we bring to us up the things that are already created in consciousness in our minds. People are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm gonna have a class on micro manifesting. Bobby said it here. It. Here it is. Do it. Do it. <laughs> okay. Hey, Bobby, we're we're at the end of our session. Can you believe it? This time yeah. just like, flew by so quickly. So, just one more time. I just, you know, how how far in advance are you booked? If somebody wants to book you, how, how much time? I only you? like to go six to eight weeks, but I do have expedited yeah. things on days that I'm okay. off. If I'm not doing anything, I will fit people in. There's a little more of a fee, but I just okay. want to say there's some really great things happening after the new year for me. And I want people to be able to come to my website and start checking it out when I post it. And it's going to be some exciting stuff. Fantastic. That's Bobby, www.bobbyallison.com. Yes. And please be aware the scammers out there. They've mm-hmm. been using my name on all social media and spelling it wrong. So it's B-O-B-B-I-A-L-L-I-S-O-N.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you so much. It's been great. Has been and thanks everybody. Have a great night.
Have a great night. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.